Welcome to Hancock Talks, your source for insights about life insurance trends and opportunities with a focus on tactics that can help drive your sales. This podcast is for financial professional use only. It is not intended for use with the public. This material is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide advice. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Hancock. Please listen to the important disclosures at the end of this podcast. Now, let's get started with John Hancock's Vice President of Sales Enablement and your host, Karen Egan. Welcome to Hancock Talks, and thanks for being with us today. We're excited to have Alex Silva, Vice President and CFO of U.S. Insurance at John Hancock, on the show. As CFO, Alex is responsible for the financial well-being of U.S. Insurance, including the management and explanation of financial results, as well as the financial assessment of key business strategies. Prior to this role, Alex spent nearly a decade on the insurance pricing team, with progressively increasing responsibility, including the last four years as pricing officer. During his time on this team, Alex oversaw the pricing of nearly 100 product initiatives, spanning both the U.S. brokerage and international high net worth businesses. Alex holds a Bachelor of Science in Actuarial Science from Bryant University and is a fellow of the Society of Actuaries and a member of the American Academy of Actuaries. Thanks for taking the time to join us, Alex. It's great to be here, Karen. You know, it seems like every day we're being hit with news related to market volatility and rising interest rates. And depending on what you watch or what you read, different people have different opinions on what it all means. And it can be a little nerve wracking to try to sift through that noise. So let's try to do a bit of that today in terms of the impact that that has on the life insurance industry specifically. But before we dive into that, let's start with the very basics of our investment strategy here at John Hancock. So talk about how the general account works and and how it relates to interest rates. Yeah, sure. The, uh, The general account is where we at John Hancock deposit premiums from policies that we sell and from which we fund the day-to-day operations of our business. You know, for example, we hold reserves in our general account. We pay out claims from this account. And you can think of the general account as what's backing our liabilities. Now, within the general account, um, we've got funds in various types of assets so that we can earn investment income. And the universal life products that we sell, the adjustable products have crediting rates that are based on our expected investment returns from this general account. And we have a robust framework in place when it comes to managing crediting rates to help ensure that we're managing crediting rates fairly on behalf of all of our customers. Well, what kind of assets does John Hancock invest in and how are those assets managed over time and how are interest rates related to those assets? Yeah, we invest in a variety of different types of assets. And first, I want to talk about just some principles. When it comes to determining what assets to invest in, we take a liability-driven investing approach. And what I mean by that is we take into account the duration of our liabilities, and we focus on maximizing risk-adjusted economic value. So within these principles, we invest in a variety of different asset types, including two main categories, one, fixed income investments, and two, alternative long-duration assets. 
This approach results in what we believe is a well-diversified, high-quality investment portfolio with excellent credit experience, which we're very proud of. John Hancock's general account, it's mainly invested in medium-term fixed-income assets. And within this category of fixed-income assets, we invest primarily in high-quality bonds, including public bonds, corporate bonds, and government bonds. Now, we do also invest in some higher-yielding private fixed-income assets, such as private bonds and mortgages. So that's all within the fixed-income category. And then the second category, alternative long-duration assets, which we refer to as ALDA, this includes public and private equities and real estate. And these ALDA assets are real assets that can provide a natural hedge with respect to inflation. And of course, inflation is a key consideration in this current environment where we're seeing very high inflation rates. At John Hancock, we've been serving our customers for 160 years. So we've built up a very strong asset management team internally with vast investment experience. And uh, I want to make it clear that neither the pandemic nor the recent shift in interest rates has altered our investment philosophy or principles. Our investment portfolio is built with the goal of satisfying long-term obligations and enduring significant economic stress. So now let me touch on the second part of your question, Karen. How are interest rates related to the assets we invest in? Well, the yields on our fixed income assets, such as corporate bonds, government bonds, those yields are related to interest rates. For example, as interest rates go up, when we purchase new bonds, the yields on those bonds are expected to be higher. And as interest rates go down, when we purchase new bonds, the yields on those bonds are expected to be lower. All right, let's go a little deeper into an example of one of our real assets in the ALDA portfolio, like commercial real estate. What is our approach there? Yeah, sure. At John Hancock, we're both an ALDA investor and an ALDA developer and manager, which provides us with a deeper understanding of this asset class. And we believe this makes us a more informed investor and hence leads to better investment potential. We have control, for example, as a commercial real estate investor and manager. And here we have a fully integrated real estate operational platform, including investment, asset, and property management. You know, we actively manage the real estate portfolio to deliver both steady income and long-term capital growth potential. And this portfolio has primarily class A high-quality office properties, We do have some smaller allocations to multifamily, residential, and industrial and warehouse asset classes in key markets as well. You know, we aim to keep these properties highly leased with a diverse tenant mix, strong credit, staggered lease terms. And finally, select holdings are evaluated for office or multifamily development opportunities. Well, we're hearing a lot about rising interest rates right now as they relate to the Fed, to borrowing, to mortgages. I mean, you name it. So let's focus on how those rising rates can impact our general account and ultimately our policyholders. Sure. First, I want to start with a brief history of interest rates. And when discussing interest rates, I'll be referring mainly to the 10-year treasury rate as its duration is similar to the duration of fixed income assets in our investment portfolio. So first, let's start in the 2000s. For much of the 2000s, the 10-year treasury rate was in the 4 to 5% range. And then interest rates fell following the Great Recession at the end of the 2000s. And at its lowest point during that time, 
the 10-year treasury was at 1.4%. Then for much of the next decade, from uh, for most of 2013 to 2019, the 10-year treasury rate bounced between 2 and 3%. So it's pretty stable within a tight range. And then for the six months leading up to COVID, the 10-year treasury was just a bit below 2%. Then COVID hit in early 2020 and interest rates plummeted in an incredible fashion. Remember the historic low after the Great Recession was 1.4% for the 10-year treasury. 1.4. And on February 20th, 2020, the 10-year rate was at 1.5%. So just a tick above where the previous low had been. Just two weeks later, the 10-year treasury rate had fallen to a new all-time record low of 0.32%. In two weeks, the rate went from 1.5% to 0.32%. And the rate did eventually stabilize. And the 10-year treasury ended up hovering between 0.5% and 1% throughout the rest of 2020. And then between 1% and 1.5% 1 in 2021. But these are historic lows compared to where the 10-year treasury had been prior to COVID. Before COVID, the low was 1.4%. And then throughout 2020 and 2021, that rate bounced between half percent and one and a half percent. Now in 2022, interest rates finally started to go up substantially again. And the interest rates began spiking primarily due to policy changes by the Federal Reserve to address high inflation. This year, the 10-year treasury has increased more than 300 basis points from its low point in March 2020 to its high point in June 2022. And the 10-year treasury is up nearly 200 basis points just this year since January 1st relative to its high point in June of this year. And the 10-year treasury has now reached its highest point since 2011. So the highest point in, in over a decade. All right, so that's the history of interest rates how could the current interest rate environment impact John Hancock's general account and ultimately our policyholders? Yeah. So adjustable universal life products have cash values and those customers' cash values are credited interest and uh, the interest can be impacted. Now, as I mentioned, we have a robust framework in place. You know, we want to make sure crediting rate decisions follow a framework and the credited interest is linked to our underlying asset portfolio. So let me go into a bit more detail. When determining our crediting rate, we take our expected portfolio earned rate on our general account assets, and we subtract a spread to the company. Let's go over an example with uh, hypothetical numbers. Let's say we expect our general account investment portfolio to earn 4.5%, and let's assume we have a spread of 0.2%, well, then our crediting rate could be 4.3%. That's the 4.5% earned rate minus the 0.2% spread. And as I just went over, interest rates have recently been increasing substantially. And if interest rates continue to increase, we do expect this could positively impact our general account portfolio yield. And let's, let's go over why. We have a large existing asset portfolio. And as bonds mature within this portfolio we can reinvest the proceeds at current interest rate levels. We also collect new premiums, both from enforced policies, from policies we've sold in the past, as well as from new business, new policies that, that we sell. We collect premiums and we invest those premiums at current interest rate levels. 
So as we reinvest proceeds from bonds that are maturing and we invest new premiums, we'll invest those at the higher interest rates. Now, it will take time for our portfolio yield to potentially benefit from higher interest rates. As interest rates change, the book yield on our existing assets is unaffected. It's only the yield on new assets purchased that will reflect the current interest rate environment. So that's for universal life, but uh, index universal life products are also impacted by interest rates. General account portfolio yields can help support caps and participation rates on these index products. So higher interest rates are expected to be a tailwind for index universal life as well. Now, there are, of course, many factors that impact our general account portfolio yields and therefore our credited rates. But in isolation, I'd say higher interest rates are viewed as a positive development. Well, John Hancock's approach to determining crediting rates is different than other carriers. Talk about what stands out about our approach and then more specifically, how can someone selling our products translate our approach to a client, especially at a time when there's a lot of economic uncertainty? Yeah, sure. So first, as I discussed earlier, we have what we believe is a well-diversified portfolio of assets, including those two categories we talked about, fixed income assets and alternative long-duration assets. And during this time of economic uncertainty, when interest rates and stock market returns are bouncing around significantly, really on a day-to-day basis, I'd have discussions surrounding the stability of the credited rates on products with your customers. You know, delivering customer value, it's always top of mind. And an example that speaks to this is our recent increase to our crediting rates on our flagship Universal Life product. Our Inforce customers who purchased these products over the past 11 years benefit from this. And with our device products, I believe we're offering the right products for this rate environment. Well, what are a few things to keep in mind as an agent when selecting an insurance company to represent and do business with? Yeah, I'd say it's important to look for a company with a good track record. For example, a company that has demonstrated it can make good investment decisions, can experience low default rates on its investments, and a company that has been able to offer both strong and stable credited rates. And I'd say it's especially important to look for a company with a history of actually increasing credited rates, such as John Hancock. As I said earlier, you know, we've recently increased crediting rates on our flagship Universal Life products, and not just for new business, but also on our enforced block of business for our existing customers. You know, as we mentioned at the top of this discussion, there's a lot of noise out there right now about interest rates, and it can be difficult for the average consumer who's looking for a policy to understand, you know, what all that means in, in relation to them. So can you offer our listeners a few key talking points to use when they're having those kinds of conversations with their customers? Yeah, absolutely. The, the key message is that rising interest rates generally provide a tailwind for adjustable life insurance products. Higher interest rates over time may result in higher general account portfolio yields And crediting rates for customers' policies are based on expected returns from the general account. And it is also important to keep in mind that it will take some time for any benefit of higher interest rates to play out, and it just won't happen overnight. Well, Alex, it was really great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your insight. I think that we've really offered our listeners some good information 
understanding all of this kind of uncertainty and, you know, what it means for the life insurance business and specifically here, you know, at John Hancock. So thanks again. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Karen. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Hancock Talks. For more resources on today's topic, as well as access to more information about how to grow your insurance business, visit jhsaleshub.com. And don't forget to download and subscribe to the show to get new episodes as they become available. Thanks for listening. For the claims specific to interest rates, we're sourced from https colon slash slash hometreasury.gov slash resource center as of July 2022. There is no guarantee that any investment strategy will be successful or achieve any particular level of results. No investment or risk management technique can guarantee returns or eliminate risk in any market environment. Past performance does not guarantee future results. No forecasts are guaranteed. This information is for educational purposes only and is not intended intended to be a recommendation of any particular product or as providing advice. Investors should consult with their own independent professionals before making any decisions. Any discussion of features, values, or benefits are not guaranteed and may be subject to change. Life insurance products are issued by John Hancock Life Insurance Company USA, Boston Mass 02116, not licensed in New York, and John Hancock Life Insurance Company of New York, Valhalla, New York 10595. This recorded material may have been recorded to support the promotion or marketing of the topics addressed in this recorded material. Individuals interested in the topics discussed should consult with independent professionals to examine legal, tax, accounting, or financial aspects of these topics. MLINY 0707 one